0: Hello? Uh,
1: check one. Check two. Oh, we recording? 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 If you thought we would quit, we will never stop. Far too legit, sip a bit, getting every drop. It's bars that we into on. Right here in his meager home, right in the Medidas. Might go hiking till my feet are frozen in some leader hosing. Joey Dula. Looking for a bug device, might just be above the lights, hiding from the plug tonight on drugs, it's Izzy the Lion.
0: Peace, please, please.
1: Analyzing battle rhymes that ran the span of time, to canonize while he pantomimed the grand design. Roman Flux.
2: Yeah, what's good, beautiful people?
1: What's going on, fellas? How we doing this week?
2: I'm good,
0: man, I'm good.
1: How you doing? Oh,
2: man, everything is wonderful.
1: That's what's up. That's what's up. Everything being wonderful is exactly where it is that you want to be, listeners. And that's exactly where we are looking at the silver lining. Flux, what is good with you this week, my dude?
2: Let me ask you, Joey. You want to ask me? What's, yeah, what's good, Joey? <laughs> what's <that? laughs>
1: Why you want to flip it on me like that?
2: You can go first once in a while.
1: I'll tell you what's good. I'll tell you what's good
2: right
1: now. My refrigerator is full of fresh produce. I got some of the most delicious strawberries that y'all will hear me eat a little bit later. Halfway through the show. Hey, that's a good feeling. I feel good. I went out and had some drinks with a friend last night. had a good time. I got my electrolytes right here next to me. I got a roof up on my head, clothes to wear, house is clean. I ain't got Mm. nothing to do for the rest of the day except go shoot hoops. Oh, you good, man. Yes, you good. I did everything I need to do this weekend early, before I even <laughs> went out last night. And you know, I'm in a, I'm in a good space, my guy. That's, That's what's up, good, man. I you, know what's like, sounds you sound good. like
0: you're taking care of yourself.
1: And I know that wasn't necessarily a spectacular answer, but um, it kind of is. Hey, man, ain't no bad answers, man. It kind of is. No an- unless you're like saying yeah. messed up,
2: you know, whatever. You know? Word. <laughs> Word. Ain't no bad answer.
1: Word up. So yeah, if I were to say what's good, what would be your answer? Because I believe I started with that. But like, it you reminds me. It, what you know? you <laughs> said. It
2: reminds me of um of a classic, uh, a classic collective efforts track uh, from Atlanta, Georgia, mm-hmm. indie hip hop group. Mm-hmm. They said they they had this on this one track. They said so much in the world's gone wrong, but everything else is right. Okay.
1: You see how you, you change the man? narrative. You see how you change the narrative, Izzy again with the narrative you see
2: <laughs> just start the
1: question just
0: you say canonizing he's canonizing he, he, is. He's, he writes the narrative
1: canonizing while he pantomimed the grand design that's what i'm saying
0: mm. Right? Mm. you know pantomimed the grand design yep just showing you I with his like
1: hands we're gonna put this here we're gonna put that there Doop doop doop. we're gonna lift it up <laughs> then we're gonna be in this box for a minute like this right <laughs> <laughs> then we go pull a rope. So, Flux, what's good?
2: Did you I know, again? just uh, my first week. It's mm. my first week back from vacation, getting back to work, working into it, getting into it slowly. Just all together, a pretty chill week, you know? Chilling out, smoking, watching movies. I realized Batman is a psychopath, oh. so that was a pretty cool day, Oh, you know? Mm. People talk about superheroes being crazy, and <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's true. You know what I'm saying? But Batman specifically is a psychopath. Like, legit evil. You know, basically, he's Christian Bale, oh, he's, uh, Bruce Wayne, and Jace and Patrick Bateman. You know what I'm saying Not just Bateman, <laughs> Patrick
1: Bateman. Do you remember when he <laughs> was kind of wholesome when he was when Adam West was Batman? Do you remember when he was like wholesome and
2: telling? Do you remember jokes? when in American Psycho, Patrick Bateman, as played by Batman, kills that business partner as played by the Joker? So Batman essentially kills the Joker in American Psycho.
1: I, no, um, nope, I don't remember that. Um. Is this this is like some, I mean no. What t- no? Tell me more.
2: <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you have you never seen American Psycho? I have. No, nah, I've I
1: haven't seen any American Psycho. Don't remember
2: that part. Um, and okay, you don't. Jared Leto is his business partner. Okay. And he brings him back to his apartment. hmm And he, uh, oh. yeah, he, he slams an axe into him, and then he gets sprayed with uh, blood. You were referring it's to It's an iconic image of the movie.
1: Okay, I got you.
2: Yeah, I'm talking about the actor who played Batman. Killed the actor who played the Joker that's, in American Psycho, and his name crazy. is and his name in the movie is Bateman, which you take one letter out and it's Batman. Wow. <laughs> hey, Bateman, <laughs> hey, that's so fucking that's funny.
0: Wild.
1: That's wild. <laughs> yeah, ba-
2: Bateman.
0: <laughs> who would have Who would have thought of that? What about you, Izzy? What's good, fellas? I took my kids to the Tucson Children's Museum highly recommend that uh, any anybody listening if you have kids take your kids to a children's museum it's so much fun mm-hmm. i took them previously um about a i want to say a year and a half ago to the children's museum in tennessee i think it was memphis mm-hmm. memphis i think so but um it's like a, a interactive place where you can touch everything you know a typical museum you can't touch the art you can't you know you have all these sculptures you know but everything is movable has moving parts. everything is educational there was one part that, w- that only dealt with electricity and generating power so you know kids go up to it and spin this huge crank and it powers this light bulb you know, little little cool stuff like that they have a section for magnets section for the body parts and you can you know touch all these big models of you know mouth and eyes and it's yeah, just really cool stuff that children can really dive into you know I, I learned a lot even as adult you know learn a lot about uh, the the technology that we have at our disposal and uh, because I think it was they had sections that were funded by the Tucson energy plants. So they're, you know, t- we got a whole section about solar panels and uh, different kinds of light bulbs, all kind of cool stuff, man. It's just really dope. And that's it's what's really up. Dopey, I
1: love museums, man. That's one of my favorite things to do, mm-hmm. is to go to a museum. Whether it be, whether it be like a, an art a good... exhibit or like a historical or whatever. I, yeah, I, I right. love art. I love looking at exhibits.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely should take the kids. It, it inspired them a lot, I could tell, you know, that when they come home and, you know, sit down and they're drawing things that they saw and experienced, then, you know, you know that stuff sticks with them. And that's what's up. So we got some
1: current events for you guys this week. Mine isn't necessarily so current. It's going to actually, it's going to sound quite a bit like a history lesson just because there's a lot of background information because I think that in order to understand the nation of Haiti, you really got to dive into the history of Haiti to understand why they are where they are at the moment. Um, in September, there were 17 missionaries that were kidnapped by a gang in Port-au-Prince. you guys familiar with this story? Yeah, go ahead. No, I haven't heard about You that. haven't heard about this. Okay, so there's a gang in Port-au-Prince that kidnapped 17 missionaries, and they're demanding $1 million per captive. Right now, there's a gang called the G9, and it's a kind of a conglomerate, because there's nine different gangs in and around Port-au-Prince, and they're all working together, and there's actually one leader right now. But they're they are really... are style.
2: My boss style. Yeah, my boss style. Kingpin style. Yeah. yeah. Prime Lord.
1: But they're really running things right now in Haiti, especially after the earthquake. There was another earthquake in Haiti as well, in August and just prior yeah. to that in July the president was assassinated and there was a coup d'etat.
0: Right. So,
1: yeah, there's a lot going on in Haiti. I'm going to give
0: so, you all a little I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry to cut you off, yeah. but I had I read that there were some Americans who kind of spearheaded the assassination. Do we know uh the US's involvement in that?
1: The guy that supposedly was the mastermind behind the whole thing? was a Haitian immigrant in Florida, Emmanuel Sanon. He expressed his desire to lead his country. And they were saying that he had something to do with the assassination, but also the leader of the G9, who calls himself Barbecue, supposedly had contact with one of the militants that stormed the president's residence. So who really knows exactly the ins and outs of that but Haiti has been like historically exploited ever since Columbus landed back in 1492 and the, the right. island was inhabited by Taino um, natives they called the Not they people. called the island Haiti a-y-t-i
2: oh nice yeah. so the name Haiti comes from the native indigenous people
1: yeah Haiti. yeah yeah but yeah the French the British and the Spanish have all occupied and actually the US as well have all occupied Haiti at one point or another, Haitian minimum wage, believe it or not, guys, the minimum wage in Haiti is $817 a year. So it's 39 cents an hour. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. Talk about I, exploitation. I don't
2: even know how to interpret that.
1: Yeah, man. 39 like, like cents. In
2: terms of like practical reality,
1: it's really sad. So, yeah, slaves were brought to Haiti. In the early 1500s, and Haiti gained its independence in 1804. And they claimed the entire island in the 1820s. But the people of Santo Domingo on the east side of the island, which were um, mixed with Spanish de- and Spanish descent, declared their sovereignty over their half of the island, which is now the Dominican Republic. Right. So Haiti's going right. to be on your west side. DR is going to be on your east side. Yeah. A little another piece of information here. After Haiti declared its independence, France extorted the hell out of Haiti and demanded reparations from Haiti.
2: That's confusing to me.
1: What reparations?
2: How's the going to demand reparations? Yeah, man. Because of supposed
0: lost profits that, that they had due to their gaining independence. Yeah. So from
1: 1825 to 1947, Haiti was paying reparations to France. And they paid them to the tune of 25 billion dollars in today's dollars over that period of time. And uh, Haiti actually asked for the money back in 2004, and they were given an unequivocal no from France.
2: That's just organized crime. That's just like mafia. Yeah, that's like you that, know, like this is like, fire like, insurance. Yeah,
1: right, like a like a like it's a like a thug walking into a, a floor a flower shop and saying, "Yo, you know, you're gonna pay me for protection. You know, there's people right. that, that right. mean to do you harm here, and you want to pay me for protection." And the, the, the shop exactly. owner says no. So then he starts breaking shit in the shop, and he's like, "You know, I think uh, you need to pay me for protection." You know, and yeah, man, just muscling a amount of
2: money. It's <laughs> exactly it's exactly what it is. Yep.
0: And so, how can how can the tiny, devastated, new country of Haiti uh-huh. fight France? Right now they can't. How they can't?
1: And that's why they paid. That's why they paid the reparations because I mean they knew it was going to happen. Right. But they didn't.
0: Right. Same story over and over mm-hmm. again.
1: And, I mean, so the U.S. invaded Haiti in 1915. They were on the island for about 20 (laughs) years to not only further the interests of Wall Street, but because it was a good strategic outpost as well, right? But for 20 years, they executed anybody that was in political opposition to the U.S. being there and exploited and enslaved impoverished Haitians.
0: Politicians. I never knew Mm that. And politicians of haiti haitian
1: politicians have kind of been following suit ever since yeah and the u.s. actually rewrote haitian laws back then to allow foreign investment
0: so mm -hmm.
1: but almost every subsequent president like has exerted control over haiti and aided in coups to benefit corporate interests i mean it's not it's not a new thing just about every president has been guilty of this um a matter of fact in 2010 there was an earthquake I forget the magnitude, but I believe it was the worst earthquake recorded in history in Haiti. But it just devastated the island. And the Clinton family decided they were going to go down and help the small island nation of Haiti. But it turns out that virtually none of the funds that were allotted to Haiti from the U.S. or other charities actually reached the hands of Haitians. American contractors were brought in and paid for relief efforts. And Haitian contractors were kind of left holding the back. Right. Um, and low wages, if there is any employment at all, means very little flows to the Haitian economy. And I, you know, right. I'm not going to get into this, this next thing very, very much, but the listener, Google Caracol Industrial Park and read about what happened with Caracol Industrial Park and the Clintons. Um, it's really, really sad. But in the same way, Haitian, Haitian politicians have embezzled millions of dollars in foreign aid from the poor. That's it seems so frustrating. Like, it is, man. It seems like every couple of years there's either an earthquake, a coup, or a hurricane. And there's a death grip on the island, man. Like, people are fleeing the island you know, right now in droves just because they know if they stay, they're going to die.
0: I remember being a child in school, and uh, the teacher was watching a news report about Haiti, And I think, I think it was during an earthquake. And she said to the class that this is happening to these people because they're not Christian. Wow. I remember that wow. as a child. Wow. The that's the gymnastics that it takes to rationalize that, you know, to make wow. that okay in your mind. And that never left me. I never okay. forgot that.
1: Education is also a very big issue. Um, even though Haiti has a policy of free education for children, Half the children in Haiti don't go to school, because there's still high tuition costs and enrollment fees that have to be paid, or the school is so far away from wherever they live that they can't get there. All those things, they they prevent kids from learning. So Uh education is a big issue. There's actually been four major earthquakes in Haiti since 1994. Uh, and the most recent right just came one month after a coup d'etat so I mean you can imagine right. the, the turmoil that you know people are people are facing right now there's actually been um, been an increase in refugees trying to escape to Puerto Rico Haitian refugees trying to escape to Puerto Rico they're, they're traveling through the Dominican Republic and then sailing on makeshift rafts or hiring a, a Dominican to drop them off in Puerto Rico a lot of them or uh, it's been reported they're getting dropped off on caves, like small islands with no beach with no vegetation wow yeah they're being forced off the boat and being stranded and the coast guards having to rescue them but yeah man they're floating over 300 miles to safety and here's my thing man if you leave your country and you are on a, a treacherous journey for 14 months to come to the u.s so you can have a better life you're you deserve to be here.
0: Yeah.
2: Right.
1: If you're going to get on a boat with holes in it that's makeshift, that probably won't even survive the journey at sea to right. get to the United States, which you probably regard as the promised land, then you are, I'm okay with you being my neighbor.
2: Mm-hmm. Not only are you, not only that, but like, that's, then you're American. That, yes, that's what American is. Yes, you are American. Agreed. You know what I mean? I mean, I think I think what you're saying there is that the the journey itself should be taken into consideration when discussing whether or not we're going to like allow them to become naturalized and at both the you know um, process of uh, becoming American citizens. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's totally valid. I think the struggle is also uh, parallel to the American identity. Absolutely.
1: One of my really good friends he's he's Haitian. He was born in Haiti, and uh, he lives here in the u s now and I ran all this by him a couple of days ago, and he gave the green light on it. He was very pleased with the information that I had gathered. but i you know I honestly feel like there's so much information and so much wrongdoing and yeah. so much crap the Haitian people have been through. We could probably fill four episodes with just talking points and discussions on this. Right. Right. What I I, I really want the listener to understand is that Haiti was the very first independent, globally recognized African nation.
2: So, so does that? So does that? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just hearing this. Never heard this before. Is that including like African nations Were like African nations not recognized at that point when Haiti became? Um, a recognized nation. They were the like, first we're one. we talking
1: to, about they were the first one to gain their independence. Yeah, yeah, the first. So one during
2: that time, Africa was what completely colonized. Oh
1: yeah, 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 absolutely. The whole, the whole, the whole. From place like was. top to bottom. Yep, yep.
2: Crap, man. Yep. Wow, man. See, it's like an idea know, that it's like, that it's right here, so day. close
1: to us. Right. It's so close to us. Can you, you? I mean, you can only imagine the amount of oppression that they've they've been. Right. Under. An independent black nation this close to the U.S.? Oh, man, yeah. Mm.
2: We've
1: we've had our foot on their neck for a long-ass time. Yeah. And and still do.
0: Still do. And that's really a testament of how recent colonialism and imperialism was and how the effects of it are still very much felt. Yep. We can't ignore that.
2: It's funny that you say that because it's like people act like oh this stuff was a long time ago this stuff was a long time ago not only are the effects still present it's like it's it's Uh, it's just like rebranding that's what it's like it's right rebranding it's the Mm -hmm. same thing with a new name
1: i want to give a little shout out to the charles family um if they're listening i want you to know that you guys are amazing people um my boy Worden, um his mom his dad his entire family They work and live here in the U.S. They're U.S. citizens. Of course, they're from Haiti. But they go back a couple times a year. They've got a house down there. And when they pack bags, they're packing rice, canned goods, food. And they pay for carry-on. They take as much as they possibly can to Haiti to feed the people in their community and um, in their area. Um, They're always sending money back to family. Uh, my boy Worden, he he always gets new tennis shoes, and um, at one time I teased him about how many tennis shoes he had, and he told me the reason why he buys so many is because he'll wear them for like a month, and then he'll send them back to Haiti because somebody he knows needs shoes. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, his mother, his mother's family, the whole family, nothing but saints. I love you guys. I just want to, I want to let you know that. Um, thank you for being part of my life you've um you really helped me grow especially his mother his mother is a saint and let me tell you yeah. something bro if you have never had haitian food oh my god the the uh mm. pigeon peas <laughs> with the salt fish with the oh my god dude
0: oh wow it's
1: good for your soul i'm telling you yeah you know how you eat some really good food or you have something that's really good and it feels like it not not just did it fill you up, but you got everything that you needed and you feel like
0: wanting Oh man. When I went to Puerto Rico, man, yes. Luis Luis took us Luis took us to some woman's house that she cooked for us and oh my god, that's the feeling mm. I got. Like I had everything. I was fully sustained. That's it.
1: But no, I just said that to highlight like and just to just to reiterate the fact that there there's billions and billions of dollars that are that that go into haiti just so people can sustain because i mean they're working off of 39 cents an hour and man you can't eat and get the things that you need with 39 cents an hour so a lot of people rely on their family members that work abroad and live abroad to send money back just so they could survive right. so they could continue to live you know yeah it's wild so y'all y'all pray for the people of haiti keep them in your Absolutely. thoughts and prayers always pray for haiti They've been going through a lot since the very beginning, and they're still going through a lot. So, Izzy, you got a local story for us today?
0: I do have one. While while we're discussing colonialism, I want to talk to you about the Native Americans here in Southern Arizona who are fighting some much border wall. Hmm. It's it's just a it's a very bad situation out here right now, man. I, I've I've seen it. Are they still
1: still building that wall?
0: Bro, construction. Yeah, construction (sighs) has not stopped in some places. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Joe Joe Biden. It's not
2: funny. It's just, it's crazy to me because I always felt like that whole wall thing that Marshall was talking was like, it was just almost like mythological. You know, it's just like, you know, like a talking point. You know what I mean? Right. It, was like, it wasn't like a <clears throat> practical reality in my head. Oh, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's it's it's
0: very real. And um, Joe Biden said that he would stop construction on the border wall. But the, the man that he appointed over it says that, yeah, we're still going to keep construction going in certain areas along the border. Mm-hmm. And so, so as of right now, yeah, your boy Biden is still building that wall. Mm-hmm.
1: And that just goes to show you, man, Democrat and Republican, they're all the same beast,
0: dude. More importantly than the wall, I, I want to highlight the story of this, of this woman, this activist, Amber Ortega. Okay. She is a Native American here, and she is of two different tribes of Native Americans. So in September 2020, two Native American women were arrested for protesting the border wall here at a place called uh, Quito Baquito and that's an ancient spring right on the border so it's literally an oasis in the desert there was construction being done near this ancient spring and the two women, they blocked the trucks the bulldozers so Quito Quito Baquito is an ancient spring that the natives here, the Hiached Ched and the Tohono, they have been coming to this place for their prayers, for their religious ceremonies and it's held to the same sacred standard as a Native American burial ground mm. and while building this border wall they have actually blown up portions of Native American burial grounds they actually, too, along, along the way that the wall is coming up, that the fence is they actually have to plant dynamite in streams and they blow it up. Just they actually desperate. have desecrated all their, their lands completely. That's foul. So it's two women, Nellie Joe David and Amber Ortega. They're both from the Hia Ched Ortham and the Tohono Otham. A little bit about that tribe, the Hia Ched Ortham is not recognized by the federal government. Mm-hmm. And that means they have no land, no funding from the government at all. Now as of 2013 they got the status in to be regarded as quote unquote Indians but they have no separate tribal status at all Native Americans No no they that that's why I said quote unquote quote, Indians because that's the language that is used in the law
2: Oh god
0: Yeah what Yeah
2: right wow. Yeah
0: wow Okay so the reason this is even crazier, the reason for their supposed erasure is that an anthropologist in the early 1900s declared that they were extinct while writing a textbook on natives in the area. And so, because of the words written by this one outsider, government does not recognize them as a people. So, enough, so that's that's just a little bit of backstory about the tribe and those two messy, main tribes. The the Tahona Otham they have the second biggest reservation here, and they've recently included the Hiache Otham as basically absorbed them into their own tribe to get them a bit more status. But it, they the Hiache Otham are their own people, and they're just not they're not recognized. They don't have their own land. Much of their land was in Mexico across the border, both. Once that line was drawn, especially now with this wall, it's impossible. Like they like literal families are split up, and people and people are stuck on the other side. My my wife worked out and on the reservation at a hospital, and oftentimes she would tell me stories about you know people having to live over in Mexico just because of that the border, the way it was when it, the way it was put up they were already on that side, now they're stuck there. And they can only get hospital access, you know, by like literally riding this border patrol and coming to the hospital and then taking right back. Wow. It's just crazy, crazy scenarios on, on on the border right
1: now. What's that saying that um, Mexicans in general, they say, we didn't cross the border, the border crossed us? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild, man. we yeah. got this imaginary line. You yeah, we put this imaginary line in the sand and they're like, oh, don't come over here. Right, you know. it's done now. Yep. Yeah, uh, capitalism
2: there. is absurd when you <clears throat> look at it from the indigenous people's perspectives. The colonists came to the, to the Americas <clears throat> and when they were able to communicate something to the indigenous people, assuming that there was that they were being civil at all, right? They say, uh, who owns this land? And the natives are like, what, what do you What do you mean? <laughs> like,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, who
2: owns land? Like right? Like, no <laughs> you know, one's like, right? the land. You know, is the land? You know, right. who owns the sky? Right. What are you talking about? You know?
1: Yeah.
2: Right. Who owns the air? You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? But but us, we we like to think that every single part of this planet can be chopped up into little dividing lines, and somebody has to own everything. And if you don't own anything, well, you're just out of the loop, you
0: know? Right, you you missed out.
2: You missed no. out. Yeah, yeah, you're done.
0: And it's, it's, it's wild that in this particular case, you know, everyone's talking about the border between America and Mexico and, you know, migrants and you crossing the border. But we know and we understand to this day that America has admitted this is their land. We took it and here we are still chopping it to pieces like okay you know we oh we won't call it christopher columbus day can be indigenous people's day but, but we're see, still like, actively oppressing indigenous I people. I feel
2: like America doesn't acknowledge that we took the land like you say yeah but I feel like what you're talking about is popular culture and I think that there's a huge divide between popular culture and what is done by the state which. You know, the way the state treats the indigenous people, you know, it gives them, um, like areas and like, like the reservations, you know, like this is, a uh, this is your land and that's sovereign and that's not right. your soil, you know, right? Yeah. So like, I mean, so, I mean, just even that, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like you get this cause we say so. You know what I mean? Right, right. And so when you talk about, like, America doing better, but America does not seem to be doing much better for the Native American.
0: So Nelly Joe David and Amber Taker specifically, you know, we're talking about, they're both arrested by National Park Service officers while protesting and blocking construction equipment, bulldozers, things like that, and trucks. And our Border Patrol is also present and they have their they had charges pending in federal court Mm -hmm. Nellie joe david though she didn't take her case to trial she played guilty yeah i I think i think she ended up pleading guilty or took a plea Um, i'm not sure which one but she spoke out about it and said you know they they whittled her down they whittled her her mind state down uh when they first got arrested they took them to a detention facility, 130 miles away from where they from where they were, from where they live. And when they first brought them in, knowing full well that these are two females, they brought them into the men's section of the detainment camp. And it wasn't until they got in the cell and one of the girls asked to go to the bathroom that they said, "Oh, you're females. Let's take y'all out and put y'all in the female side." Come and this is and this is normally something that's a low-level misdemeanor and you know you normally just get a trespassing ticket but these two indigenous women were stripped, searched, shackled like I said, driven 130 miles away they were trying to send a message man exactly the same message that America has been sending to native people for, for a long time years, this is so screwed up right. you know the generational scar and trauma and, and it reminded her of things she, you know, stories being passed down from all of her ancestors, grandparents, and it really is a portrayal of how America has treated these people. So now speaking to Quito by Quito, the sacred spring, the oasis in the desert, the construction companies that are building the wall have used 30% of the water in the springs to mix concrete for the walls. What? And the experts say the spring will likely not recover from the thousands of gallons of water uh, stolen.
1: Oh, Jesus. Why did, man, I hate people. I really hate greedy, capitalist sons of bitches. I can't stand them, dude. They just destroy everything beautiful, man.
0: I just want to say this for any listeners. If you voted for Donald Trump, which you probably didn't because you're listening to us right now, but if you did... This is what you've contributed to. This oppression is what you've contributed to. This border wall, which is a symbol of hatred, which is decimating the ecology, plant life, animal life that can't travel through. Now this um, this this imaginary border is now a physical blockade. Birds, butterflies that migrate through these areas now they can't cross. You know, like this is. This has very real concrete repercussions, and it's bigger than just keeping out Mexicans, quote on It's a sacred
1: place, man. I got got something to say as well. If you, indeed, voted for Joe Biden, which is very likely because you're listening to this podcast. (laughs) You also did absolutely nothing to fix the problem. Just want to let you know that.
0: Because this is happening under Joe Biden's administration.
1: Two sides of the same coin, Republicans and Democrats, guys.
0: I, I think so, bro. I yep. think so. Sure, sure. So if, if convicted, Ms. Ortega will face a maximum sentence of six months in a federal prison. Now, I wanted to quote something she said, but her court case was this past Tuesday. It's still ongoing she said when the machinery arrived at quito baquito my heart began to race i ran to meet with nelly joe and we knew we had to stop the land from being desecrated that land holds our history that land has been unharmed since time immemorial but they were attempting to do with permanent. it felt like a complete disrespect to our culture it felt violent and degrading and like a continuation of the harms done to our people without consideration for who we are and what we believe in. Mm. So I I felt that was important for the listeners to hear. The prosecutor, Vincent Sotasanti, so uh, he's the prosecutor and he's prosecuting her right now and I think the defense is trying to use the Religious Freedoms Act as part of her defense because she says she was compelled by her religion and the customs of her people and that's what made her do what she did the prosecutor says that it's pretty much an open and shut case because this happened on federal land the the united states border and the federal government can do with federal land what it will and so in court the prosecutor vincent sodasanti asked her were you or were you not on federal land when you were blocking these four doses? She replied, this will always be here till often land. I wanted to highlight this story, and I wanted to specifically use a quote from her because these are real people. Yeah. As Americans, we have this tendency to mythologize Native Americans, to treat them as huh? a myth, yeah. to treat them as a relic. Mm-hmm. But these are people who are being affected right now. This is a living, breathing community.
2: It's like when you say the genocide of the Native Americans, or oh how we did the Native Americans. That thing that right. we, that, that that would happen once, right?
1: But it's continuing. Yeah. yeah, it's continuing. It's
2: it's right. It's 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 yeah. it's currently happening. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. this is a present day situation.
0: Right. If you like the stories story, um, we're, I'm going to post on our social media pages a link. To a Twitter feed that goes through the talking points of the court proceedings. It has some direct quotes from the prosecutor and from the defense and from Sister or uh, Amber Ortega herself. So if you if you really like the story, be on the lookout for that, and I'll, I'll be posting those soon. That's what's up.
1: Y'all look out for those. Educate yourselves. We got to stand in the solidarity out here, man. For all oppressed people. Sure. We gotta stand in solidarity. For you know, sure. If you if you really are who it is you claim to be, then these issues should matter to you. Now introducing a brand new segment starring yours truly, Joey B. Hayton. Hey, 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 hate, 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 hate. You know what I hate? Self-flushing toilets. Why?
2: Mm.
1: Why? Why do we have self-flushing toilets? Why can't I just turn around when I'm done? Or stand there and push the handle down? Why are people so disgusting that a company decided we're gonna make self-flushing toilets because you guys like to leave the yellow mellow or leave a floater for the next person to see? You know what else I hate about self-flushing toilets? Is when I'm popping a squat, and I'm on the toilet, and I turn my head to the left just slightly, I feel like my unmentionables are in the eye of a hurricane when the toilet flushes. (laughs) I don't like that breeze. I don't like that splash. I don't like it at all. Have you ever walked into a stall getting ready to do your business? And you grab a seat saver. And you put it ever so gently and carefully on that toilet seat. And then you pull your pants down half mass. Your skibbies at your knees. And you turn to squat and the toilet flushes before your cheeks can touch the porcelain. <laughs> so then you do the hokey pokey and you got to turn all the way back around.
2: <laughs> with your
1: Jimmy John just dangling in the air. And you get another seat saver. And by this time you feel like you've done a whole round of aerobics just to pop a squat.
2: Right.
0: I hate
1: self-flushing toilets. Hey,
0: hey, 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 hey. Hey.
1: This is Joey B. Hayton brought to you by Kohler, the toilet maker. Party
2: people, I
1: have a question. Oh, we got a question?
2: (laughs) No, 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 go ahead. No, 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 interrupt the intro for the question. I gotta go ahead. I gotta answer. (laughs) Go ahead. What is it? What's your question? My question is for you, Joey. Yeah. Because we've had previous conversations uh-huh. about previous subjects. Okay. With regard to comedy. Okay. And some things just being outright inappropriate uh-huh. in comedy. Right. My question to you yep. is joking callously about death, mm-hmm. something that is inappropriate in comedy?
1: Um, I really think it depends on the context
2: so then not a, not across the board
1: and the listener no I wouldn't say so
0: I wouldn't say so No. Mm. Joking callously about death is a way for us to cope to cope yeah. with death uh, yeah.
2: I'll give you an, I'll give you an example you want an example
0: yeah
2: Anthony Jesselnick right definitively edgy comedian right yeah and the bombing that happened with the with the marathon in Boston Boston, Boston marathon. Marathon? yeah Boston Boston Marathon yeah the day that that happened. Day up, Mm. he tweeted today. There are some lines that just are not to be crossed. The finish line is one of them. You know. (laughs) 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 You know. (laughs) Right. Not my point. Now my point about this is not is this class. I love that Izzy's just dying. (laughs) My point is. Oh, that's so
0: fucked up.
2: That, that, right, right. It's fucked up, right? It's not. There's no question about whether or not this is classy or tasteful comedy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the question is, is it wrong? Like, is it bad for comedy to do that? That's what my question is for you specifically. Because of is, the this, is this going to be the
1: hot take segment? Are we going to do this right now? <laughs> is this what we're going to do? No, we're, not, we we take don't, take...
2: we're definitely not going to go into all of that because I still want to talk about the death penalty. I want to talk about casualties yeah. of war okay. and such like yeah. that. Yeah. But I do think that if we're talking about the, the, the whole reason we started talking about this was, was because Izzy was saying uh, not to feel bad. For a gentleman, you
1: are very huh? ready and aggressive to get right into this hot takes. Let me intro it. First. Can I
2: intro <laughs> it? Hey, I was
0: trying to okay. let you intro it. You Before, wanted me. You me to ask me my right
2: question.
1: In the middle, you stop here. Hey, right this is hot takes, yo. Hot takes. Okay, yeah, so there it is. This is it. All right, there you go. <laughs> it, flux just did it. This
2: is hot takes.
1: <laughs> and for for this segment, we're gonna be speaking about flux. Go ahead.
2: Safety of life. The safety um, of life. Talk- we're, we're gonna be talking about the death penalty, we're gonna be talking about um, casualties of war, mm-hmm. we're gonna be talking about um, media and, 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 uh, and the language that we use when talking about death and, and the attitudes that we have regarding death and uh, the way that people should feel when expressing these ideas.
1: Okay, sanctity of life. I get, could we can start with the death penalty. Is that a good place to start? What are you guys feeling?
0: I got strong feelings on the death penalty.
1: Okay, Izzy, how do, you, I mean, so how do you, how started, you feel about the death penalty? Do you think that it's necessary? The death penalty
0: is a good way for a society to say what it feels strongly about. Okay. I ha, I, I think that we should have the death penalty specifically for rapists, child molesters. Okay.
2: A specifically, rapist child molesters or rapists and child molesters.
0: What for, for like rapists. specifically
2: rapist child molesters or for anyone who's a rapist or a child molester? Both, both, both of those. Because I feel mean, like a child molester is okay. definitively a rapist, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But
0: I, 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 I say a rapist, but just to highlight, that's something you would think about with older people or adults or any, anyone anyone who touches children inappropriately. You know, not may not necessarily be feeling on rape, but if you're fucking I mean? in any... I think oh, we okay.
1: don't get too graphic. Huh. I mean, I, I got it.
0: Okay, oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot, I forgot you got
1: yeah, to all like, of this. I, mean, I don't like that shit, man. But go ahead.
0: Yeah. That's why I feel that. That we should heal these people. Because that's yeah. so... What about, what about the so people graphic. who believe so
2: in having the death penalty for burning the flag? For That!
1: Per- are there actual people that believe that? Or is that just oh, something that they say? Oh, yeah, it was a whole big say?
2: thing during the 90s. It was a whole movement in the 90s they wanted to make a constitutional amendment against burning the flag and they wanted the death and, and I don't know if they were suggesting the death penalty or if it just became common language that people would talk about the that man I think you should get the death penalty okay, for burning so the flag alright now the reason why I bring this up is because as he said I think it's a good way for a community to express what they are passionate about mm-hmm. so what they feel strongly about okay you could say hey I feel strongly about burning the flag you should, I feel very strongly you shouldn't right. burn the flag death penalty yeah. So that's good logic, right?
1: Alright, so here's my question, because I'm really not... I'm kind of on the fence with the whole death penalty thing, and I think the main reason is because of our justice system, and I think that we discussed this on a previous episode, just briefly. But unless we know for a definitive fact that somebody is guilty of something, right? I don't agree with the death penalty. And number two, alright, here's another thing. So, if you have say a serial child molester right just in theory what you were saying Mm -hmm. and we decide that okay this person deserves the death penalty isn't it more of a punishment and more humane to give them life in prison with no possibility of parole
0: I. if if you ask me i have no concerns about making it humane for them because okay. <laughs> they 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 are in, they are inhumane right so i think I we get. should treat them inhumane okay and in, in my heart of hearts i would say keep them in jail for an extended period of time and then then kill them let them live in punishment and terror and, and fear in their last few years of life and then make it psychologically horrible for them and then yeah. kill them because that's what they deserve
2: well okay see i feel like what you're saying though is stepping away from a what could be a very practical argument you are saying that you just you don't care about the humanity of the person who's going to be put to death right you're saying you don't care about the humanity regarded to them hell go ahead and torture them see when you start talking about going ahead and torturing them you could probably rally the community around a, a call that says hey they're a child molester they're sick in the head they've done it before They'll do it again. Let's do away with them and, and be done. You know they don't have a place here. Let's mm. get rid of them. Mm-hmm. But to say let's exact revenge upon them, like this comes back to that discussion. You're not going to find justice. You can have your fun, but at the end of the day, that's more about kicks for you torturing somebody who's who's evil.
1: Also, that type of action could also serve as a deterrent as well, right? For somebody right. else that okay. is okay. considering right. whether, or whether or not they want to.
2: Okay,
0: um, I'll, I'll. You know,
2: I. That, that because because
0: that a person can rationalize if I'm just going to die or if I'm just going to get the death penalty I'm just going to die anyway and that's why people do sh- horrible things mm. and mean just mm. kill themselves because they know they don't want to deal so, with that stretch of time that torture of so, jail.
2: Okay, right. real quick, Joey, are you getting are you getting behind Izzy's philosophy of uh, torture as well?
1: I you know. I, and I, I alluded to this on a previous episode that I think that come, come
0: to the dark side, brother.
1: I well, I'm <laughs> I'm getting there. You're nudging me in that direction, but <laughs> <laughs> when, I, I alluded on a um, on a previous episode that I think castration might be a good solution.
2: See, well, yeah, I want I want to pull it back <clears throat> a little bit because this, this 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 hot take segment is not. About how to deal with rapists, well, <laughs> you know,
1: I mean, you kind of made
2: um, it that way <laughs> No, mm-hmm. I did not bring up this issue. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, that that was me. That was
2: me, but you yeah, I,
1: on.
0: I don't feel I don't feel that the death penalty should be handed out freely. I, I For the most part I feel like it should be limited to
1: rapists. Okay. That's that's, okay. that's what I wanted to say. But okay. what about mass here's, murderers, here's, not not the mass murderers?
0: Mass murderers, yeah, yeah. P- probably put them in the same thing like hmm. Keep you in jail for as long as can.
2: Right. What about serial
0: killer? Yeah, well, I think we gotta that? put them in there, too.
2: So there's a couple things, a couple big ones, and, and that's a whole discussion in and of itself, but but here's what I want to throw at y'all. When you look at Jim Crow era, mob mentality, often when they were going to hang black people, what did they what did they accuse them of? What was the, what was the go-to excuse to accuse them of? Oh, raping a white woman, mostly. Raping mm-hmm. a white woman? Mm-hmm. It was a rape argument, and it was a rape argument that was made to appeal to emotions. Yeah. Right? Right. Across the board, I am against the death penalty. Okay. I am against the death penalty in the United States of America. I'll speak to other countries. For what, for what reason? You know what I mean? Give, give us the reasons why. The reason being is that I don't trust the United States criminal justice system right. to that particular system. I agree with the sentiment, you know what I mean? But... The idea of putting it into practice within our society, I think that our society can't handle that.
0: We don't live in the same, you know, we don't live in the Jim Crow area. You know, we use forensic science when determining, okay, yeah, we found your DNA within this person, you know. Sure, okay,
2: but see, now you're talking about, like, now you're talking about a more specific case. You're saying not only um, do you have to be found guilty of rape in this country, because you don't have to just have those... Those hardcore evidence, you get found guilty because the woman said, Yeah, I saw the nigga do with it, or whatever. Uh, you know what uh, I'm saying? Yeah, and which, which does and, happen. We're Right, right. But you're saying, uh. for the sake of a, a of, of an execution, a state execution, you would have to have hard evidence. Right. Okay. So you're making stipulations now. You're making extra stipulations. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's
0: not like. Bro, you know, I'm just struck. I mean, but what's wrong I, I with it though?
1: I mean, if if we if well, we are point making stipulations is
2: that with you my... well, sure? I mean, I mean, I'm, well, not, even, okay. I'm not even I'm not saying anything is wrong with it. I'm saying we literally find the argument because to just to say across the board, rapists, mass murderers, uh, serial killers, child molesters, our our system is just not trustworthy enough for me to just blanketedly say I support the death penalty for any group of people.
1: I mean, will it ever be perfect though?
2: It's not about perfection.
1: It's about... um, I mean, what I'm saying is as long as you have judges and juries in place and in these positions of power that are able to determine the outcome of a case or somebody's fate, as long as you have something that's fallible, a human, could it be said that the criminal justice system will never be perfect enough to justify the death
2: penalty? I'm going to respond to exactly what you just said, Okay. It, with a question for Izzy. Izzy, you want yeah. to remind me uh, what Kyle Rittenhouse did, specifically?
0: Kyle Rittenhouse carried an AR-15 across state lines, saying that he was there to protect a parking lot, and confronted with people who protested him being there. He ended up shooting three people, killing two. Okay.
2: Okay. You've talked about Kyle Rittenhouse and his associations. You're, you're well-rounded around the case. Imagine you're a juror. Imagine you're the yeah. judge. He's found guilty on all accounts, right? Yeah. Would he, could he get the death penalty in your courthouse?
0: Would Kyle Rittenhouse get the death penalty if I was the judge?
2: Yeah. And he was found guilty on all accounts. Would you imagine, in, a, in an ideal world, would that be an option as a judge?
0: Mm, no. No, I wouldn't give him the death penalty for that. Okay. When you originally asked about how I feel about the death penalty, I'm speaking from a sense of what I think is right and wrong. Right. I didn't place it within the context of our current American system. Mm-hmm. That's something. Well, see, that's I something like, totally.
2: I feel like when you say, "Do you support the death penalty?" We're talking about our current American system, and a lot no, of people. No, no, no. I'm, I'm speaking. It
0: no I'm, I'm speaking about how I'm speaking about my perfect world how would the justice system be in my perfect world easy well, to be in that a, yeah if, if we prove that a person is a rapist or you know if you went someplace killing people in a grocery store and we catch you mm. we're gonna keep you in jail for 40 years and then kill you and you die in harm and shame mm. I didn't frame my response in the context of under the current American system
2: this is where i take a little bit of an issue with this okay because you guys both do this with this ideal world stuff you know um in an ideal world an ideal system right mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to worry about the death penalty because you wouldn't have to worry about crime crime is a product of uh like the western expansion native americans didn't have crime. you know they had issues you know there was problems that they would that they would that they would have have different solutions for but, like, crime as we know it in our society is created, again, correct me if I'm wrong, from haves and have-nots and this, and this division.
1: The, yeah, I, right? I, I would, I would well, yeah, <sighs> so, somewhat, right? I mean, I think that th- there's going to be crime regardless. True indeed that crime would reduce if there was equity. But they would still be criminals. There would still be those yeah. people that go out to kill just because it's what they want to do cause, for fun right. or whatever the hell reason. There right. would still be
0: greedy people?
1: There yeah, still be but bored I people, that, people? I think
2: that there's things in our society that are set up for psychopaths to be psychopaths. And I think that the nature of our society in and of itself is criminal.
0: You I, know? I, think that, I think that sometimes it is the nature of people that has grown evil. For example, incels, we're we're all familiar with incels, uh, these these dudes who can't get laid, and they end up being misogynistic, Mm -hmm. voluntarily celibate, Mm -hmm. they end up hating women, and then these are people who go out into grocery stores and do horrible acts, you know, because they're frustrated with the world, and they feel ridiculed and so socially enough, you know, but that's not something that society did to you. That's not something that women did to you just because you can't get laid. Uh, This is an internal issue that you have that you're taking out on society. Sure.
2: Don't they uh, associate with each other, like Mambla and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They They have have
1: websites that they actually see. Yeah,
2: 4chan. 4chan. 4chan, They're on Reddit. so, um, So my point is that the incel issue is a community and culture issue. You're saying that you're in an ideal society, you're saying that you're not against, you're not for the death penalty in the real world. You're for the death penalty in a hypothetical, imaginary, ideal society.
0: No, I'm for the death penalty in, in the real world as well, but not, not in one sweeping motion, not all, to, not, in, not in the absolute sense. Of course not. I don't think that every person accused of a crime should go to jail without proper scrutiny, without evidence,
2: without study,
0: without so we have a logic and common sense. That. Right? But no the man laws goes don't. to go to jail th-
2: without being found guilty beyond a reasonable mm-hmm. doubt, which means if there's a reasonable mm-hmm. doubt, it's no, a reasonable though. person. That's, where, that's what our our criminal justice system most. Mm, and this is where and this is where we come up with the idea of uh, you know putting a person in an electric chair, or injecting some mm. some venom into them, this is, and this putting isn't them to true, death, though. which we know that the death, which we know that the death penalty is you know just like numerically statistically disproportionate towards black versus white people sure right yeah this is Mm -hmm. these are things that i think that should be taken into consideration when we talk about the death penalty not some hypothetical idealized version of the death penalty
1: okay so that's not true that um people only go to jail when they're guilty beyond the shadow of a doubt or beyond a reasonable doubt there Uh are lots of people that are in jail right now that are waiting court dates that haven't even had their day in court, that have been in jail for right. years. For
0: years, for years.
2: Do they what? receive the death penalty?
1: I mean, some of them do, sure. I'm, I'm sure they some of them- They receive the death
2: penalty without a day in court. No, 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 no. We have criminal justice system in place to make sure that the death penalty does not happen without, a, you know, beyond a reasonable doubt. So we are talking about well, the way that we are set up today. Now, if you want to challenge the notion that the criminal justice system actually does give you uh, truth beyond a reasonable doubt when it comes to a verdict, then we're on the same page as each other, and I think that we shouldn't have the death penalty as a result of the injustice within the criminal justice system.
1: Okay, fair point. Listeners, if you have anything to add or if you have any comments that you would like to give us on this uh, this hot take segment, I would be very interested in hearing them. What are your views? What are your stances on the sanctity of life, the death penalty, casualties of war?
2: One plus one is two.
1: Oh, that's very good. Also, um, please comment on Flux's mathematical skills.
2: He said, Do I have any
1: problems? <laughs> okay, people, we will be right back for our world famous media review section. Stay tuned to Death Perspective. Once again, another week,
2: it's the incredible
1: Death Perspective. So, every week, we've been doing this thing, Izzy's Obscure Music Selection, where Mm. he gives us an amazing album, an amazing artist to listen to, and I hope you guys have been doing it, because Izzy's been helping me cultivate my vibe for at least a month now, and I'm loving it. Um, i set you straight you do you really do so izzy the lion what you got for me this
0: week bro this week i wanted to talk about my boy sega bodega super super profound producer he's got an album out the previous album is called salvador it came out 2020 salvador is his real name But he has been dropping a couple pieces of music that's been sounding quite nice. So I think the brother's got a new album on the way. But Sega Bodega, he's produced for artists like Quay Dash. He's produced for Shy Girl. um, Both UK artists and uh, Sega Bodega. I think he's based in the UK right now as well. Hmm. So absolutely do check out that album. Hmm. Okay. Flux. Okay. okay. Roman yeah, Flux.
2: You know, I was mm. um I want I wanted to speak on this actually. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to a lot of rap from today. Mm. Um I don't listen to a lot of music from today at all, to be honest with you. I mean, I guess if it comes on the radio or whatever, I listen to the radio. You know, I do listen to the radio. Um and I'll be jamming uh, you know, pop music whatever, you know. Right. Uh whatever I be playing. I've be listening to rap rap, rap stations. I've be listening to the rap stations. <laughs> And I just don't really pay attention too much to like learning new names and, and such, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I'm a part of this Facebook um, little community group, and I'm not even going to say their name, put them on blast because they behave. Um, and so, you know, that's on them. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, they be And 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 I'm on the Facebook, hey, hey, and I'm on hey, the Facebook, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and I'm on the Facebook, and I'll be and I'll be scrolling through the Facebook, and I learn. Because I don't pay much attention to the modern rap scene, I learned that there's a modern rapper um, who borrowed. I wanted to find out about um, him, him using the name Nas, but Lil Nas X. I don't really know anything about why he calls himself Nas, but Lil Nas X, this 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 guy who apparently, you know, is openly gay or whatever, whatever. And they're posting pictures of him to the hate. You know, they're posting pictures to of you know in his outfits and what how. Flamboyant and and uh, and they were just just hate and hate and hate and I'm just like um thinking to myself not much. I was always a bit frustrated with the level of homophobia within the hip-hop community I think mm-hmm. it was uh it was always a little bit frustrating to me to see um, Just that you know cuz you know, it's just straight-up ignorance So, you know any kind of ignorance within my community is just like not cool But I, I personally expected it from the community when I was looking at the community and they were hating I'm just kind of like laughing at how these guys were just being fools, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think much of it. But I, I, I didn't have any idea what his music sounded like, and then just recently, I was reading about him, I was reading an article about him, and uh, it was just about his journey, and um, and I was just really baffled by some of the things that he had done along the way. I was like, oh man, this guy's, this guy's kinda cool, you know? <laughs> like, the way that he's approaching some of these things. And I said, let me listen to some of his music, and I started listening to some of his music, I realized that, like, half of his songs I already listened to and like There's some of my favorite songs that are on the radio uh-huh. you know uh-huh. and it's funny because you know even even me where i've looked at myself as a bit of a bit transcendent of all the homophobia and, and all that uh you know ignorant vibes, um in my head when i pictured when i said oh okay there's an openly gay rapper i pictured kind of like you know, maybe some fruity music. You know what I'm saying? Something a little, a little more. At least a little bit more light. You know? Mm-hmm. But nah, it's, it's very serious. It's very like, legit quality Video music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it reminds. Uh, why don't you? You know, I don't even want to make a comparison because I, because I, you know, in casual conversation, I might make a comparison to other other artists. But he does his own thing. Is I feel like I've been sleeping. I I I love the songs. I even went and watched the videos. And I and I I didn't watch the videos initially because again. In my own mindset, I'm like, I don't, I want to see that though, you know. Sure. I see here, you know, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, I, I'm watching, I'm pulling up on YouTube, I'm trying to pull up the lyric video, and I see other people reacting to the video, and I'm like, well, if it's that controversial, the I guess I'll go ahead though. and develop an opinion. Oh, the videos, you know, are dope, though, and you know, and I, so I watch the video. That's my point. Yeah, I watch the video, and and I'm like, this ain't even really controversial. Right. You know, it's like um. Uh, studio studio baby right Mm -hmm. no industry baby industry baby that's what it's called yep 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 industry baby man that's a hot song Mm -hmm. And so I'm watching the video and I'm wondering how in your face it's gonna be and it's very in your face but at the same time it's it's not more in your face than any other like uh, rap video you know sexualizing women and you know Mm -hmm. kind of uh, What's the word? Uh, objectifying, like, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that they do again and again and again in all these rap videos. I'm glad um, you
1: brought that up, man. I'm glad you made. You that know, because
2: you got, you got, you got um, these these men uh, dancing naked in the shower scene. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like real. It's like real stuff. And uh, and apparently he 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 went on to release an unedited version because mm-hmm. I saw the edited version. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but but the, my point is, is, even with that, I st- I still didn't feel like it was shocking. It wasn't shocking to me. I felt like I felt like it was it was quick, it was tongue in cheek, it was in your face. I watched comedy. Comedy throws you know all these body parts around, anyways. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like you know in your face. So to me, it was just art. And when you look at the video as just art, it's it's quality art. It's 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 not just a good song. It's good. It's an incredible video. And then you know you watch the other video. And the other video is hot too. Mm-hmm. The whole the whole devil apology. If you don't know about the whole, there was a whole controversy with him. Um, uh, putting out a devil shoe, a shoe that was what, what was it? He sold his, he no yeah, detail. it Yeah,
1: it was an air max, and it was the story
2: the, the, that he sold it sort to the devil or something. No, no, that's what they accused him of, yeah,
1: yeah. They, he, they they talking, you know, but but it, had,
2: but it had some sort of the devil aspect to it. It was a devil shoe, right? Or something like that. I think it had like a
1: pentagram on the
0: tongue, and it, it had like his blood. And right. something like and, and, and they want him issue. to
2: apologize. You know, they want it. Well, they, well, actually, they started shutting him down. They started. I think even Nike tried to sue him. Sure. And then he put out a video on his on his main YouTube account that was like Lil Nas X apology, and it was like, and it's you, and it was um. And it was him saying, "Oh, you know, I know I did these things or whatever, whatever." But what I really want to say is, and then right before he apologizes, it just snaps to <laughs> like uh, uh, preview of his next video, which is him giving like a lap dance to the, to devil, the devil, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And that just made everybody go bananas. Yo. And, yeah, and and I and it. I just, you know, like it, I feel like when I when I when I actually when I, my point was when I actually dove into the art, to the music, like the fact that he was gay. Like was so insignificant when compared to the fact that he was really dope and really. Mm-hmm. and I'm not just not to say that you know I didn't care that he was gay because he was dope. Right. I'm saying it's not even worth talking about. What we need to be talking about is how dope he is I and mean, what he's.
1: I, I don't think there's anything wrong. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with talking about it. I mean, there's a bit. That's a big part of. Well, I'm, his t- I'm identity, saying. But... I'm saying
2: it's not a gimmick. I thought right. it may be a
1: gimmick. No, no, no. I don't
2: think it so may be all. played off as a gimmick. No, but it's not all. a gimmick. <clears> it's just. It's just an aspect of his character. But this was another point that I was trying to make to you earlier. You know, there are people that you see that are whack on site. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I saw Takashi Snitch 9. The first time I saw him, I was like, Tekashi that dude's whack. I don't even need to hear his music. You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. My Nas. point is, is that you look at Lil Nas X with his flamboyant dress, mm-hmm. and he's not, it's not whack.
1: Right.
2: You know? Right. It may be flamboyant, but I mean, honestly, that's not even. That's not even that's that's like pop star stuff.
1: I'm loving I mean? that little Nas X. That Montero album is the jam, my guy.
2: Yeah. The style is classic, man. Yes. It's 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 some fire stuff. I like and it. And I was just saying that I was sleeping on him and I'm officially, I'll go ahead and say it, a little Nas X fan now. Uh, i I'll, I'll, I'll throw my support behind as an artist. That's what's up. That's what's up.
0: Anytime that you're making bigots upset, you're doing something right. <laughs> now, that's that's why I love the kid, man. <laughs> yep, yep. That's all I ask. That's it. Mama always said, if
1: you ain't got haters, you ain't doing it right. For real. <laughs> for real, for real. Okay, people. Deafers. I'm still calling you that. Deafers. So just get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> had, a, had another amazing week with you. This, is a, this has been a very fun journey. We appreciate every listen that we get. If we have any comments, any questions, any requests, please hit us on our socials. Um, You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. And you can find us on the Tiki Taki. So, if you have anything you'd like for us to cover, any questions, comments, or concerns, please hit us up. Let us know. We'll holler at you next week. Izzy, Flux, I love you guys
0: me you too, brother.
1: Yes. All right. We'll see you next week. Yeah! Peace.
0: It's legit. I'm going to play today, man. That's going to be my Sunday music. See, Absolutely Is he should. Izzy.
1: Izzy, you there? Izzy, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hello. Can y'all hear me? You, Hello? Can you hear me? Izzy. I hear I hear flux. Izzy. Alright,
0: cool. I am speaking. Hello. You can't hear me. I'm
1: fucking with your energy you the whole time.
2: I'm <laughs> a <laughs> oh, nigga. <laughs>